Give it up for Jesus. LOL. Them, them insecure preachers out here. Get up for God. <laughs> no, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you are all well. Are you all good? I'm good. Thank you for asking me, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> but it was really good hearing all of you guys' feedback um, from this last um, month of, um, what was it again? Heart check. My favorite, no bias, you know, wifey came to come and drag heads and, and drag heels and, and drag all sorts. That, that Godwin heart was really powerful. I think for me, beyond the um, obedience, is uh, partial obedience part, the, the part where um, she spoke about community really stuck with me because the deeper you dive into your faith, the deeper you understand what God was doing through Jesus Christ, the deeper you understand why we gather here on a Sunday, community is at the heart of it. So it's just so good to see a lot of you guys here today, you know what I'm saying, practicing the ordinances of community. Amen? There is a blessing in community. Amen? But today is the 6th of February. Woo! And today, I'm going over the vision of this house. Thank you for your energy. I'm going over the vision of this house. Let's go. So, let's gonna quickly pray. And then we're going to go in. I'm going to try to do this in 45 minutes. God help me. In Jesus' name. Father, we just want to thank you. It's been a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful time in your presence. And even now, God, we just pray, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. And may our hearts be open wide to receive what your spirit will speak to us today. I pray you give me grace, Lord, to speak your word. For power and all authority, oh God. And above all, we pray, be glorified. Be magnified. Be exalted on high and do a new thing in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So as you guys know, we are called a new thing, London. God is doing a new thing in London. Hmm. Let's go to the chapter. Isaiah 43, verse 19. So today I'm going to go over some stuff that some of you guys may already know, but it's always good to have a refresher. Amen. Um, I'm sure the Lord's going to speak to you. I'm going to go over some things about where we're going, where we're at, you know, some next initiatives. Hopefully we get to that stage. And we're going to spend a whole month of February, or maybe into March, just discussing our values, our culture, just giving you insight into what it means to be a part of this community and what God is doing in and through us. Amen? Amen. So just to open your heart wise to me, receive from me today, and, 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 and locate yourself in the vision. Touch your neighbor and say, locate yourself. Because you ain't here to warm chairs. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 43, verse 19. I got this scripture about five years ago on my blessed birthday, minding my business, praying to my gods in heaven. And the Lord said, I'm calling you to come and plant a church called a new thing, London. He gave me this scripture. 
gave it to another person, my pastor, the week after, he called me on my servant season, and gave it to my friend, um, Apostle Oscar, he was in America, called me on WhatsApp, said, hey man, how you doing? Okay, here's the prophecy, and he told me all of the things that was happening in my secret place with the Lord. I told God, if you're calling me to plant a church, because remember guys, I'm three months married, by the way. <laughs> Trying to recover from that wedding, G. <laughs> Trying to recover from that wedding, bro. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to adjust to living with a woman. You know what I'm saying? Coming come from a house full of boys. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? And we always knew we were going to do ministry. You get me? I was already ordained, blah, blah, all that good stuff. But, you know, partner church is no small thing, right? You know what I'm saying? So I said, if it's true, Lord, this is you, confirm it in the mouth of two witnesses. And he did it in a week. So when I say ask, you shall receive an answer. Why won't he do it? So that's a little backstory about what happened November 26, 2017. Here we are today, February the 6th, 2022. So though it tarry, it shall come to pass. Isaiah 43, verse 90. Behold, an old English word for see. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, we could preach this sermon, this, this word in so many different ways. Even now my head is a spinning. But I'm going to stick to my notes, amen? Before God spoke this scripture, guys, he was retelling Israel a story. And the story he was telling them was what he did for them in Exodus when he took them out of Egypt and brought them into Canaan. And then he says, forget all of that. I'm about to do something new. This is a very radical, transformational, unseen, unheard of that God is about to do. I'm putting that context because God, that miracle is, is, is Israel's highest moment with God. The guys, they were in bondage for 400 and certain years, I think it was, I can't remember how many years. 400, not 20 years, some of you get, I don't know if you're 30 yet. 430 years. And he gave Abraham a promise 400 years before that happened that your seed will go to captivity, but I'm going to bring them out. So, that exodus is no small thing, is what I'm saying. To this day, Israel still celebrates it. That's what the whole Passover is about. Amen? Amen. But God says, I'm about to do something new. So, here we see in the New Covenant theology, Egypt represents the world. And the promise that represents a new life in Christ. Here we see that the new thing God was talking about was not necessarily where I'm going to take you, what's going to happen in you. Why do I say that? When he speaks, he gives us a thing he will do, gives us a time, says now. Then he asks a question, we do not know it. Then he describes, okay. Then he describes how it will look like. He says, I will make a road in the wilderness. Wildernesses 
do not have roads. Rivers in the desert. Deserts don't have rivers. So the new thing God is doing isn't changing everything around you, but changing you. You are that new thing. The heartbeat of a new thing is that you are the new thing. You become a new story from believing the greatest story ever told. The gospel. And the world gets to see what that looks like in the flesh. Because one of the, one of the speaking words and eloquence were demonstrating what it means to be in Christ. So, behold, I would do a new thing was God declaring to you that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Are you guys following me here now, yeah? yeah? So when we get saved, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, all things become new. If we're going to be really honest, when you got saved, did everything become new? Talk to me. So, this is why he says here, now it shall spring forth. The new thing is in you, in seed form. That's why you get saved on this side of time. Because God uses the gift of time to reveal his purposes. So, when you get saved, the Bible says you're born again of a new seed, incorruptible seed, the gospel, right? And we know through the word of God that God calls it to be a tree. Trees take time to grow. We only have one life, one time. It's called your life. Then it says, shall ye not know it? So the new thing isn't about everything around you changing. It's how you perceive everything around you through Christ. So when you get saved, John 3 talks about... um, that guy in Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. He's a Jew. He's scared to talk to Jesus during the daytime. And he says, oh, you know, you're a teacher because you do miracles. I know you're from God. Um, what must I do to be born again? And he says, um, no, what did you say to him? I can't remember what he said to him. Basically, he says to him, you need to be born again. He thinks carnally that he needs to go back into his mom's womb. And Jesus says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What am I echoing here? The first thing that happens when you get saved is that God opens your eyes. So when you ask the question, shall you not know it? That word know can be, can be, can be um, translated as, as perceive. Paul says, we don't regard anyone according to human nature, to the flesh. We see everyone by way of the spirit. What happens when you get saved? Your spirit comes alive. You guys follow me here, yeah? So the Holy Spirit's job is to give you greater understanding that your eyes can continually be opened. Remember Ephesians 1.18? That your eyes of your heart or the eyes of your understanding may be what? Enlightened. What's God's word? It's a light. You guys follow me here now, yeah? So this new thing is spiritual. Spiritual. But as we say, if it's spiritual, it's also practical. You become a new creation. Are you guys following me now, yeah? So, the new is now. It's not, it's springing forth. The question is, do you perceive it? 
And how do we perceive it? Looks like this. Looks like what Tamara said. Applying what you hear. Looks like the month of January. Actually taking time out to see God. Actually, before I come and give you a vision, check your heart, bro. Check your heart, sis. The new thing is now. When you get saved, you get saved right now. It's immediate. And it's in seed form, and it's springing forth. So, I'm here to tell you that the new thing God wants to do in your life doesn't necessarily require new environments. It requires the creative power of God. God is doing the new thing in the midst of your old life. So, as you guys probably know, and I'm even wearing it on right now, what, what does it say? It says what? Say with boldness. Good. So this jump is, is much prophetic, I can't lie, because I was, in a week, I was talking with Susan, and then was talking about the branding colors of A&T, and, was, and, and these colors you see, um, purple, teal, white, and, and the blue, not wearing blue, but someone has wearing blue. Those are the colors that I saw. And obviously, this house is called to be a creative house. So when I saw the colors, I was like, babe, that's the colors. That's what I saw. And I saw start creating. So it's kind of old jumper, but it's very dead to me. So anytime we do Vision Sunday, I always wear this jumper. Just thought I'd share that with you. But anyways, I've got a sentence for you guys that I, was, um, that I received during prayer one time. And, and this is the statement. The newest thing that God does is the oldest thing he ever did. Create. I'm going to say it again. The newest thing that God does, listen to me carefully, people of God, is the oldest thing that he ever did, which was create. In the beginning, God created. If any man is in Christ, he is made a new what? Uh-huh. So this house is called to create. We are God's workmanship, his creation, his poetry, his letter, his epistle. We're God's handiwork to the world. And as his new creation, you are also called to go and make disciples. We can translate the word make to also create. Talks about molding and shaping, right? And we do this through our creative expressions of our God-given gifts, talents, and abilities. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a biased um, preacher. I believe all of you here are creators. I don't think creative just means film director, artist, singer. Every single day, you lot are creating your life by your choices. So whether you're a finance admin, I don't know what else is there, it's kind of a boring job. All those jobs, <laughs> you're actually using your head and your ability to create. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Hmm. This is amplified, the best version by the way. His own masterwork. A work of art. That's who you are. You're God's work of art. 
created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used. For what? For good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking parts which he set, so that we would walk in them, living a good life. Come on, shout out Kanye. Which he prearranged and made ready for us. Next version. We have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus. Ah, say joined. Joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born. <laughs> Bible sweet, you know. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Isn't the Bible sweet, guys? So, essentially here, this word poetry, um, basically in the Greek, obviously in English it's workmanship or masterpiece, but in the Greek it's poema, which speaks about, um, basically, it's where we get the word poetry from. Essentially, God says you become his poetry to the world. Your life is like a written, untold story before the world. I hope you guys are realising how important and valuable your life is to God. God is using people to save people. God is using you to reach people. It's not the evangelist's job, it's your job. There's something special about your life. Beyond getting married, beyond getting a new job, beyond this, beyond that, that in heaven there are some things that were preordained before you were even born. Amen. That God says, walk in it. Yes. I love it, walk in it. Because now I'm seeing that, of course God's given us creative um, power, i.e. imagination. But, but here we see there is a height to creativity that translates our imagination. There's a creativity restored in revelation. And revelation is what it means in the Greek is that something hidden now discovered. Meaning, 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 meaning that there's a creativity restored to believers that is essentially God's revelation being made manifest free. So this creativity that I'm talking about now ain't just what you can think about and what you can process and what you can do, which is very good. God wants you to. But there's a creativity restored in revelation where you just begin to discover and walk into these things. So as a believer who has the spirit of God, God is literally creating new experiences with people through your life. You guys follow me here, yeah? So all of this, can you go to the other version, please, sir? Is... Um, demonstrated through good works. For good works. Good works. Good works. You are the light of the world. Therefore, let your light 
That others may see your good work. Wow. And do what? Praise your Father who is where? In heaven. So there's something that you are supposed to do whilst you are on the earth. And already you are lights, but it's possible to be a light and not let it shine. And it's possible to have good works prepared that without having understanding, you don't walk in them. You guys follow me, yeah? So at A&T, we were designed, we were called to unpack this bad boy and see it manifest through the earth. You guys follow me here, yeah? So as you can see, all of it still bows around the gospel. All of it still bows around the kingdom of God. All of it still bows around Jesus. Amen? So, moving on swiftly, we have a vision. And our vision is kingdom, creative, family. Kingdom, creative, family. Kingdom, creative, family. I, I thought we could just have to like a, you know, three words, keep it simple, keep it straight. But I'm going to break it down for you guys. Essentially, we are here to advance the kingdom of God. Through creativity and innovation, with family at the center. I'll say it again. ANT is called to advance the kingdom of God. Through creativity and innovation, with family at the center. So, by nature, A&T is an apostolic house. And to make it really simple, what that means is that it's a house that God uses to train, teach, disciple, in order for you to then go out to your localities and be a light. So if I was to describe you as a character in the Bible, it would be Daniel. I believe God has called you guys to be lights. And guess what? You can't be a light amongst lights. Light finds its power because it exposes darkness. Distinguishes darkness. In fact, when light comes, darkness has to flee. So Daniel is a very special character because Daniel is a godly man in an ungodly culture. And right now we're in an ungodly culture, if you didn't understand, if you didn't know. And you are the answer to the ungodly culture. So you're, you, this is a house that we're going to raise Daniels, that we're going to raise up people and send you out into your local um, expressions of ministry. So you don't need a title, but you have a mission. You know, if you thought ministry was this, you got it all wrong. Bible says this is used to build up the saints for the work of ministry. Your life is ministry. How you treat your mom is ministry. How you speak to your boss is ministry. 
When you deal with your time, it's ministry. You guys follow me here, yeah? By nature, this house is creative. How long have I got, guys? Come. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> By nature, this house is creative. Meaning we use our creativity and our innovations to find new ways of expressing the gospel to the world. This house, by nature, is a community of believers who are family. We believe in God for household salvations. Amen. I believe in God to say, your grandma, your granddad, your great uncle, your brother, your sister, your mom. We believe, according to the pattern in the book of Acts, that God didn't just want to save you and not your whole family, but the whole family. Amen? Amen. So, the scriptural foundation, because as you guys know, I'm a Bible man. Amen? So, the Acts 1 and 2, it's not up there, Amen, so don't worry. Jesus, basically, from Acts 1 to, to 4, it says Jesus spent 40 days teaching the disciples about the kingdom of God. That's the first part. Then he tells them that they have to wait because there's a promise, a gift coming that will allow them to do and become new witnesses, which is this part. They spoke in tongues. That's the creative power of God. Then obviously, out of that experience, the family of God got expanded. 3,000 plus people got saved in one day. So we're seeing God's vehicle to advance the kingdom was the church. And the church, through creative power called the anointing, the Holy Ghost, was able to demonstrate the power of God that now caused people, what's going on? To get saved. Are you guys following me here, yeah? So there's a few other patterns I'll give you, but that's the best one that I thought would be good for you guys to know. So you guys can go and read Acts chapter 1 and 2. Go be a Berean. Go and see what I'm talking about, if it's true or not. Jesus spent 40 days teaching them about the kingdom of God. And I, I deliberately put the word kingdom and not church there because, you know, our understanding of church is just very much more four walls, you know, organization, blah, blah, all that good stuff. And there is structure to church, but church in its essence is a living orgasm. It is the body of Christ. So imagine yourself right now. Jesus is the head. And Tossan's this hand. You know, Tabare is this feet. You know, Sarah's this finger. Tambos, the, the kneecap, you know what I'm saying? We are the body of Christ. We are the church. We are his body. So it's very much more organ... Oh, oh God have mercy. An organism. <laughs> and not merely an organization. You guys follow me here? So when we think kingdom, let's be honest, you think king, rule. You think, you know what I'm saying, dominion. And that's what God is doing. God is turning the kingdoms of this world into the kingdoms of our God, and he's doing that through his body, the church. Okay? That makes sense, guys? Yes, Don't worry, we'll do, a, we'll do a series on the kingdom and the church, what's the difference, how it links, all that good stuff. So, moving on swiftly into the mission. Believe, become, behold. Believe, become, behold. So essentially, the vision is what we will look like in the future, or the vision is what kind of is the plumb line by which whatever we do has to serve the vision. The mission is how we're going to do that. Does that make sense, guys, yeah? So here, 
I've got a phrase that I received. What you believe, you become. And what you become, the world beholds. Literally here is the story of salvation. You believe in Jesus. And what happens to you? You become a new creation. And whatever you become as a new creation, that is what the world sees. And for the Bible to call you light, it means you're supposed to give sight to those that are in darkness. So once again, your light must shine. Let's go to John 1, 12 to 13. Like I said, everything we believe is based on the Bible. Here, Jesus is teaching us, but as many as received him, being Jesus, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13, which we were born, not of blood, not of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only because of the Father, full of grace, full of truth. So what happens here? When you receive Jesus by believing in him, you become sons of God. And the mirror here is that Remember, when you get saved, you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. And the only way you can get saved is that you hear the word of the gospel. Yeah? So he says now, because Jesus is the firstborn, so Jesus is the first type of whatever we will become like. The same word that was in the beginning was that word that became flesh. And that word that became flesh was no longer something that we heard. It's something we now see. Meaning, God said, I'm not going to do many that speak through the prophets. I'm going to manifest myself to the people. That's why he calls the disciples witnesses. What's a witness? Somebody that has first-hand report of what they saw, seen, and what they saw, what they saw, and what they heard. You guys follow me here now, yeah? So when you get saved and you get born again of a seed called the word, the gospel you now have the potential to manifest God's glory through your life. Amen? So our mission is to get people to go through this cycle. Believe the gospel, become a new creation, and behold, God makes all... All right, I'll stay over here. God makes all things new. Amen? Time is not my friend. All right, cool. Next slide, please. Skipping over. So these are three questions that I really want you guys to, 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 to focus this month. And you know what I would do, yeah? I would change that what to a who. So who are you believing? Who are you becoming? And who is the world beholding? The reason why I'm choosing the word whom because I want all of this to start with Jesus. You are called to believe in Jesus. You are called to become like Jesus. And the world ought to see Jesus in your life. So these are three things that the mission of this house can help 
in your process and what it means to become a new creation and what it means to exhibit the, 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 the characteristics and the culture of this house and to really see your Bible, your purpose, your vision, God's prophecy of your life really manifest. Amen? Yeah. Are you guys following me, yeah? yeah. Let it done. I know today's a bit of a lecture, but I want you guys to move forward with understanding. Amen? Wisdom builds a house, but through understanding a house is established. You want to get rooted and grounded. Amen? Before I go on, any questions? I can pick on someone and see if they were listening. What's the vision of this house? I heard pages flicking, you know. What's the mission of this house? What's the mission of this house? And what you believe? And what you become? Okay. So, I'm going I'm to expand it a bit more. Let's go into um, where we are called to. Next slide. Is that what I put? Okay. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. No, 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 next one. Go, go back. So, so, obviously you guys have heard me say before many times that, you know, I believe in the word for the year and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, every year my word for the year is do the word. Amen? Every year my word is to do the word. Amen. Amen. So, um, one, of the, one of the unique ways I believe God is speaking to us uh, at New Thing London is that he's given us... Um, <coughs> Why would the word for the year is like he's given us a sentence that will make sense at the end. So each year, he gives us a phrase. We planted this church in November, October 2019. So we had our first new year, 2020. Just before the pandemic actually happened. And he said, welcome to the new. God was talking about innovation, creativity. God, God, God said to me, a reset about to happen. I, I mean, that reset was obviously Corona, but how we do life, and how we do church was about to change forever. And one of the core um, 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 missions of this house, because we are a, a pioneering house, was that God was going to call us to express how to do church in the 21st century. So he said to us, welcome to the new. The following year, he said to us, today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. And he gave us a what I call an eternal principle. Prepare, process, and prosper. Seed, time, and harvest. So when God gives us these words, guys, isn't that, isn't that, oh, that was last year's word? No, no, no. He's giving you another um, puzzle to the digital. He's giving you another um, stone to lay down. So we don't just hear it and forget about it. We always refer back to it. And this year, he gave me this word. I can't lie to you. When I read it down, I was like, hey, this was a very bold statement still. <laughs> and you're just shaking her head. <laughs> very bold statement. He said, 2022, I have everything new. Everything new. Everything new. Remember what I said at the beginning about the new thing? Starts in seed form. Today's seed is tomorrow's harvest. So for some of you guys, essentially, this everything new can look like this principle being carried on throughout this year. 
So for some of you, this year might be a year to prepare for the new thing. Might be a year to process the new thing. Might be a year for you to prosper in the new thing. It just depends where you're at. Are you guys following me here, yeah? This thing, everything new, isn't about necessarily everything being new. If anything's going to happen this year, that should happen this year, that there should be a new perception which comes from a new heart through how you see what it is God is saying. Are you guys following me here, yeah? Are you guys following me here? So that's where we're at right now. And I believe in that this word is going to be literal. Some of you are going to have literally new things happening in your life. Oh, I like that faith. Only one person, but it's all right. Don't hate when it happens to her, yeah? Uh, <laughs> I believe practically and spiritually new things are about to happen in your life. I believe practically and spiritually new things are about to happen in your life. That's a church, that's alive and kicking. So to, to move on to what we're called to, forgive me guys, trying to get through as much as possible. Next one. We're called to art, fashion, and culture. Art, fashion, and culture. Art, fashion, and culture. Now, the beautiful thing is not necessarily in order, but it has a sequence. You'd be surprised how much your world is literally molded by art, fashion, which essentially becomes our culture. So I believe God's given us a blueprint to what it looks like to really have, uh, what's the word to use? Let's really have lasting impact and legacy in the world in the, in the sense of the kingdom of God being advanced. That's why I'm calling you Daniels because God's going to use the influence on your life to shift the whole culture. You see, Daniel's lifestyle made everybody else's lifestyle change. I don't think you guys are deep in it. Daniel's lifestyle even made the king say, Daniel's God is a God of all gods. Do you guys hear what I'm saying here now? So when I'm calling you Daniel's, when I'm, calling you, when I'm saying that we're called to these heirs, I'm saying that God's taken us to deep, dark places in order to be big, bright lights. So let's go to Genesis. In Genesis, when God's creating, he creates, he looks at it, and he calls it good. That word good in the Hebrew can be translated as beautiful. 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 And, so, and you see, talking about beauty, yeah, is that beauty can't be discriminated. We all know that something is beautiful. And I find it really interesting that when God is creating, the first thing he, he, he calls to existence is light. And based on that foundation, we receive all the other things, the land, the sky, etc. And I was just pondering about what he's called us to do and how, obviously, art is an expression of beauty. Art has the ability, as the saying says, a picture can hold a thousand words. So there's something about what we become and what we behold, what we believe, that will, that, that, that will go beyond our speech. 
and will captivate the lives of people. Psalms 50 verse 2 says, Out of Zion, Zion is a picture of the church, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. God is going to use the most beautiful um, thing or people that ever existed, his church, to shine forth for the world to see. For the world to also to believe in, that the world too, as Jesus says, can become sons of the light. Are you guys following me here, yeah? So there's something beautiful about your life. Poetry is beautiful, right? When, you're, when, you're, when your boyfriend or your, your hubby speaks to sweet nothings, you know what I'm saying? It's sweet. It's beautiful, right? You lot are laughing. It's beautiful. Love is beautiful. You know what I mean? Well, I, well, my wife is beautiful. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right, time boy. <laughs> so there's something about beauty that God will use through your life that will shine forth a light to people in darkness. You guys follow me here, yeah? Yes, Next slide. So, we have a few initiatives that we're going to be doing in this house. So as you guys can see, we do have a niche and a bias towards art, fashion, and culture. But um, within that, we have other things. So the Barrage School is going to become, well, I put just, okay. Barrage School is our, sorry guys, is our creative ministry school. Uh, it's going to be a place where we train people to express their creativity. So, yes, arts, craft, drama, media production, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. Hands and feet is our social responsibility. This is where we're going to meet the needs of the community. So this will be like our charitable arm of the ministry. So, like you guys know, every year we do something for the homeless, refugees, something that we want to do all year round, not just on the December or Christmas time. So we've got something called hands and feet, because as you guys know, Jesus didn't only preach, he fed people. He didn't only just tell them to come to heaven, he actually met them at the point of needs. So we want to be Jesus' hands and feet. This is very important as a ministry. Amen? Love and Freedom is our counselling and deliverance service. We believe in A&T, in the power of well-being. We, we believe God, when he saved you, he saved your soul. That's your mental state, your emotional state, your heart. So we want to offer counselling and deliverance, because I think you need both. Hallelujah. Some of you got demons that need to come out. Hallelujah. And some of you have some strongholds that need to be counselled out. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. T for L. Tools for living. This is going to be our... Um, our workshop, sort of um, the personal development sessions. For those of you that were at the Partners Day last year, we went for a workshop. You know, Susan talked about um, it was emotional well-being. David spoke about a new worship. So we just we just talking about the issues in the matters of the soul. I mean, we were a house. Look, as creatives, you lot are a bit, you know, it can be a bit wacky because you, you lack emotional stability, maturity organizational skills, you don't manage your time, you know, all this, you know what I'm saying, you don't, you don't just blacklist those people that don't deliver on time, you know, if you're a photographer, videographer, where's my work? Two months, three months, so we believe, as a creative, it's not an excuse to be shabby, amen? So we want to give you tools for living that will help you manage your time, so really, really practical, manage your mental health, habits, blah, 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 all that good stuff, amen? A new fashion, that's our clothing label. Hey! Come on now. So, 
we want to use um, um, fashion, clothing as a way also to advance the kingdom of God. So this isn't going to be a church, you know, clothing lines. Basically, it's not going to be that oh, A-N-T, it's going to be proper things. Amen? Amen. A new sound, that's our music group. And A&T creates our creative arts group. This is all things arts, drama, class, and poetry. There's much more, but these are the ones that I thought I'd be fitting to share with you guys now. Amen? Yeah. Lighting up, guys. So our next um, major project will be A&T HQ. Oh, yeah, loving the energy in the room. So, our beloved wife of Tosan, you know, she's also an interior designer, right? Designer. So she, next slide, she has created some sort of mocks. So I think I can see we're in an actual gallery right now because, you know, we were deliberate on a new thing, not being inside the traditional setting. So funny enough, it's called O Street, but we're a new thing, but it's also a gallery. So we wanted to, um, uh, rather than call it an auditorium, we're calling our place of worship where the room is a gallery. Amen. So in the future, we'll have some artwork on these walls. It's a bit playing right now, but we're coming. Amen. Um, obviously, you can see the light screen, you know, sofas, blah, blah, all that. So it's not going to be a typical church auditorium, as you can see. Next slide. Boardroom, place for meetings. Like I said, A&T, one of our, even through the hands and feet, we want to offer creative workshops to the community. We want to be able to like, reach the young kids by just teaching them skill sets that we have as well. So the HG is going to be a place where we, basically is a hub for all of our administration and all of our commitments that we're going to do as a ministry. So this is like a boardroom that will be in the HQ as well. Next space, creative space. So this is, this, this is like for you um, creative people, artists, singers, whatever, a space for you guys to come. So, and just do your thing. You've got, obviously, got computers there. You've got um, a um, projector there. On the other side, it's, it's like recording equipment to record, like, you know, spontaneous, whatever, all that good stuff. Next slide. So, I'm reading through. Reception lounge, so kitchen, um, admin stuff here, admin desk, sorry, all that stuff. Next slide again. Yeah, okay, cool. So, this is like, so we went deep, guys, still. So um, this is at the ground floor. So the division was like have a two-floor sort of um, a building. So as you can see, um, toilets. Oh, gosh. I've got to stay over here. Toilets, communal areas. We've got reception. We've got office space for um, admin team. We've got one workshop room. So the HQ will also host the workshops we do with the community and stuff. We've got um, offices, boardrooms, lounge area. That would be the ground floor, first floor, or, or basement. This is where we'll have um, um, a smaller version of the gallery. This is where we'll have the music studio room, another um, room for workshop space, um, prayer room as well, hallelujah. The prayer room as well, hallelujah, amen. We've got obviously toilets again, and also more space for says um okay yeah obviously live stream as well a split of room for live streaming and whatnot as well so that's the kind of vision we have for the hq so it's multi-purpose use amen, amen. so you won't have to be in this blessed wonderful room we're in right now the, the goal is um, to work towards us getting a hq 
and then we will get our massive building. Amen. Come on, I like that clap of hands. So um, I'm gonna yeah close out here. Um, hope you guys um, understood a bit more about ANT. Hope you guys got a bit of a word in there. Try to preach a little bit in there, uh, and I hope you guys have got a bit more understanding of even how you can they coat yourself and fit in what God is doing. I believe all of you are here for a reason. I believe there's something inside of you that, by God's grace, we will draw out. And, you know, this, this isn't my vision. This isn't necessarily, you know, Susan's vision. This is, you know, God's vision. Yeah. You know, we're, we're custodians. We're stewards. You know, and we've just been mandated to lead this vision. And this vision is not, you know, two-man work. It's a teamwork. And that teamwork is you and I. Amen? So, uh, just to end, I also want to release some words over us. Is that okay? So, if you don't mind standing on our feet and we'll close up. I hope you guys enjoyed today. Yeah? Thank you so much. So, during the month of January, the Lord specifically shared with us some key words. If you don't mind, give me some some music, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tambo. Yeah, cool. Uh, thank you, bro. Um, the Lord gave us some key words. One of the key words he gave to us um, was health. This is just before the fast, but those of you that come to Tuesday and Thursday pray meetings. Um, and he was very uh, specific about how we manage our health physically. Um, the scripture he gave to us was first, third John 2, about he desires for us to prosper in all things, but also to be in good health. And the preferred picture he gave to us was that we're going to experience prosperity, but he wants our prosperity to be something that we can actually enjoy. And the prosperity that he wanted to give to us was a prosperity that was also in alignment with the prospering of our souls. So one thing you're going to realize about working out and eating right is that it affects how you think. So I said it before, I'm saying it again. If it's spiritual, it's practical. So as a community, you know, we're going to work hard on our health this year. Also, this year, um, myself and Susan and a few other people we're going to bring involved are going to be doing some workshops on well-being, which will touch on emotional well-being, mental well-being, and spiritual well-being as well. One of the words that God said to us is that he wants us to take care of ourselves. Second to last thing was discipleship. I, I want you today to make a confession and a baby step commitment to being a disciple. Meaning, basically, listen to this message again this week and ask the Holy Spirit, what is in there for me? It does look like coming to prayers on Tuesday and Thursday. At least start off it once a week. It does look like developing some element of discipline, disciple, discipline learner, into your lives. So this year, myself and a few others are going to be doing some foundational teaching on doctrine. I really want to disciple you guys from the ground up, going over the basics, as, 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 as basic as why we believe the Bible is true. And the last one is um, something called Think Tank. It's going to 
God told me to um, say that we should um, have something called a creative, collaborative meeting, which means we come together, discuss some topics, and create some new initiatives on how we can achieve the goal of those topics, think tank. Like I said, this vision is a teamwork vision, amen? And it requires your insight. So even now, I just want us to lift our hands towards the heaven. Father, I just want to commit to your people and to your hands. Father, this month of January, you touched our hearts. You addressed our idols, you addressed our selfish ways, you addressed our pain, you addressed so many things, God. And even in the midst of it, you spoke to us words that will grant us prosperity in our lives. And we're asking for the grace, Dad, to really take care of our health. We're asking for the grace to live a healthy life. We're asking for the revelation that this body is your temple. And that there should be a fear of the Lord upon us in how we treat this body. We're asking that you help us to make our well-being a priority. That we won't live burnt out. Hmm. But we will live in the peace that you freely give to us. Hmm. That you will help us, not just to be believers and churchgoers, but to be disciples. People who really take you at your word. For you said, why do you call me Lord and not do what I say? May this be a year of doing for the new thing London. May we become doers of the word. And we just pray, Father, bind us together in unity. Help us to create some of the most transformational things this world will ever see, God. For the glory of your name. For the preaching of your gospel. For the advancement of your kingdom. And even now, we just pray for our families. We pray for our unsaved loved ones. Make me a light, Dad. Make me a light to my father. Make me a light to my brother. Make me a light to my sister, to my niece, my nephew, my grandmas. Lord, use my life as a seed. Let it be a blessing to my immediate family, Lord. And even now we pray over our six loved ones and friends. We speak a word of healing. Even now, over Pastor Susan, we speak healing over her body right now. We speak healing over Aisha right now. We speak healing over anybody apart from this family that is sick right now. We command your body to be made whole. Lord, we honor you and we thank you. And we bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 and amen. Man of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.